Hey, okay, okay, okay. We hot. We hot. Hey, I know y'all see it. We got some shit to talk about. We in here on some on some midday type, getting ready for the you know for the holidays. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying. It's me, yep, Armani T. I got my brother in the building. Hot take, rod. You know what I'm saying. We ready to talk that talk. Yes, and this the roundhouse roundtable. Hey, we in here. Let's get it. So my glow up in lightning. Hot yeah, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's science, apply it. Words come to words, you tried it. Get a bag, get inspired. Shoot your shot, it's the effort I admire. You're hired, ain't looking for friends at this point. My circle is small as a point. Yeah, I'd rather send in voice. Then hearing the fake on they voice, it sound like a business report. <laughs> Don't fuck with the business part of the roundhouse roundtable. Me, Armani T, and I got my homie, my brother. It's the ROD. Let's get it, man. Let's talk about it. Say please. That's one. Please. Don't need. No one. That's two. Please. Don't leave. All right. So. All right. So we in here to talk about the no cap recap. The official no cap recap for UFC 269, bro. It was bananas. I'm gonna say bananas. I got all my money's worth. I say I got my money's worth at the uh at the prelims, not the early prelims, mm-hmm. but the, the prelims. And yeah. the thing about it was I didn't even have to pay for that part. So it's like, all right, I appreciate that. <laughs> First card, uh, they had Jillian Robertson and Priscilla Kakohera. <laughs> She got the W first round submission. That was a women's flyweight bout. Pretty much dominant performance. It was a jujitsu night. I was liking that. Right. I right, was liking right, that. Um, right. <laughs> next on the list, we're going to go straight to the Randy Costa, uh, Tony Kelly. And that was a round two TKO. I think Randy Costa was a bit in over his head and... Tony Kelly just kept it dirty. He made a good example of when your coaches tell you to do something and you think, and you feel like you got it. <laughs> do do would do you. They right. were telling him to keep his distance and stay sharp and all that. No, he had to keep making it dirty because that's yeah. what won him to fight. Yeah, so sure. shout out to you having that discernment, Tony Kelly, and getting that W. Randy Costa, I don't know, uh, because you were supposed to be like the golden child. There was that was a uh, little upset. Maybe it just wasn't his night at the office. You know I would saying? I would say that, but it's just like if you're a striker and all dudes have to do is crowd you, and then you know eventually you're gonna succumb to the pressure, then right. it's just like that's that's just a different level, you know right. what I mean? Right. So it's just like you you're a striker, okay, bet. Let me just get in close. Why are you letting them get in close? You know what I mean? Exactly. He was trying to keep him at bay, but Tony Kelly was adamant about getting in close to him, right? Speaking of get, what you think about that one? Did you? I mean, more what you said. I don't have too much to, too much to add to it. Like, like you say, you know, if you're a striker, then somebody being all up in your personal bubble is not what you want. At, unless, at all. unless, unless you got, unless you got crazy knockout power, unless you yeah. like Ngannou, you know what I'm saying? You could lean back and hit him with a crazy uppercut or something. <laughs> but not many people got that type of power. So exactly, you know, so. Like you said, just should have kept his distance. Should have should have thought about his plan better. Should have executed it better. But you know, 
he lives to fight another day. Exactly. You know, he's going to get another fight. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. Because, he, 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 you know, he's a good fighter. But uh, Bantamweight just, you know, just going to continue to look crazy because, like, go crazy because yeah. they got so many dogs in Bantamweight. It's crazy. Right. I, I, sure. It's crazy that, that Bantamweight is that division right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That just mm-hmm. with so many dogs. You, you wouldn't think about it. It's like, what? The little, little guys is doing little damage. Guys, little guys is coming to play. <laughs> They had uh Ryan Hall versus Derek Minner. Once I told you it was a jujitsu night, and this was yeah. and Ryan Hall displayed uh just complete and utter jujitsu. Derek Minner did not want to go into jujitsu world. <laughs> and then, but you called that. You called that in our last episode. You said if Minner wants to do anything in this fight, he's gonna keep it on the feet. And yes. that's not what he did. So he was disregarding his coaches. His coaches were saying, yep. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Keep this thing on the feet, and he was not. <laughs> but at the same time, Brian Hall was setting him up so bad mm-hmm. because he would get into his bubble and just just show his hips. Like, and to any wrestler, that's like that's mouth watering for a takedown. Yes. You yes. know what I'm saying? So yes. he was going for takedowns, not even thinking about what he was doing. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like you know, there uh, Brian Hall was finding ways to get him down, and then eventually. Just, just outworked him. Just outworked him with like pressure, and the bottom pressure that he had was amazing. Like he really, he really made uh, Derek Minner fearful while he was on top. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that that was crazy. Like it was, he was just constantly attacking, 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 attacking. From so for anybody who, if you do jujitsu, that was like world class jujitsu, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like. Like to constantly be on to the next thing, next thing, next thing, and the person not even be able to keep up. So they just trying to keep their shit together, just keep their hands yeah. off the mat and tuck yeah. in. Derek Minner, he needed this one though. He yeah. really needed this one. So what do you think is next for him? You think it's you think it's curtains or or, or you think he's gonna get another storyline written for him? No, nah, he's going, yeah. You did. Come on, bro. No, they do uh promises is alive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how they <laughs> Derek Miller's gonna get another fight. Yeah. Uh but uh, Ryan Hall, one thing he was doing was eating a lot of shots. So I don't know if he think he's going to Damian Maya his whole his way all the way up to the. I hope but, not. <laughs> but you know you gotta you gotta grapple with Ortega. You know yeah. you gotta yeah. uh, other BJJ guys. You know you gotta get on the ground and wrestle with uh, Volkanovski if you mm-hmm. get to that level. If you want to strike Max Holloway, if that's your guy. You won't be able to you won't be able to grab his legs if he's jabbing the knee and all. Like Max Holloway is gonna put hands on you before he lets you grab at his legs. So he has a lot of work to do on the hands, on the feet level. Uh, but I love how he stayed calm throughout the whole thing. Like even when he was in danger a little bit, he stayed calm. That'll go a long way in his career. Hell yeah. Gotta put them hands up though, brother. Gotta (laughs) Gotta put them hands up. So next we got Miranda Maverick versus Aaron Blanchfield. Uh, this was a pretty much a, a dominant performance. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, I was not. Expe- I was expecting Miranda Maverick to, you know, come through with the W. Like she was a dog, but like Aaron Blanchfield just she just kept that top controlled and stayed heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And definitely, definitely stayed heavy. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was. It's crazy because it's like. She there's so much growth that she had from her last fight to this fight. It only makes you think like what else? She yeah. she was pretty uh pretty sharp on the hands. 
but at the same time, Miranda, Miranda Maverick, that's where she had all her success. Yeah. And she was just allowing those takedowns. Like she was the takedowns, takedown defense was good, but the takedowns were were better. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. the takedowns were better placed and, and, and used at a better time. You heard a corner like, you know what I'm saying? Stay on your feet. Stay not get feet. to the mat. Not get to the mat. And, you know, she would do her thing for about 30, 45 seconds. But, you know, you could tell Blanche had a game plan. And mm-hmm. you could tell that she was reminded of that game plan yes. multiple times leading up to the fight. And she was going to do everything that she had to do to stick to her plan, which is shout out to her, credit to her. You know what I'm saying? You come up with a game plan, you execute the game plan, you walk away with a W. So, child to Blanchfield. I had Maverick winning this fight, but, Same. you know what I'm saying? I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, and we can admit that because we, we can admit, admit that. We would have to admit that further <laughs> on later in the show. Like that, I'm going to talk about Real One Infinity. That's a brand of quality knit, quality fashion, quality wear. Just for you. Andre Muniz versus Eric Anders. Anders just looked heavy. I'm sorry. He looked fat and heavy. This fight, yeah. you know, what I'm not saying he was out of shape. I'm not saying he was fat, but you know what I'm saying? It takes a lot for those guys that have a lot of muscle fibers behind them. Exactly. It takes a lot for them, you know, unless it's an all out brawl and an all out war, cool. But when you start got to get starting to have to get technical, jujitsu, wrestle, move around a lot, yeah, you know, sprawling, that muscle gets heavy. It gets real heavy. Yes. <laughs> It looked like he got real heavy towards the, you know what I'm saying, towards the end of his fight. Uh-huh. And not, not that it lasted long, but you know what I'm saying? No. Because yeah. it's like uh, straight up uh, submission first round. Mm-hmm. Um, quick. Quick work. Quick work. Uh, what was the, how was it? Was it rear was naked? Was it a rear naked? I'm, I'm thinking it was a rear naked, but I want to the real niggas was alive and well. Yeah, <laughs> all night, all night. That's. I think dope. it was. I think it was the real naked though. But at the same time, you. what the things that the things that that pointed that made the most sense to me was that it was fundamentals that was winning everything. Everybody was winning from fundamentals, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what people forget and they get lost in trying to you know do the spinny kicky all that shit like and not remembering the fundamentals not remembering how to get off your back you know and especially from from guard you know and uh hold on bro hold on okay Okay. all right my bad bro no worries bro all right so yeah uh like on bar it was on bar oh it's on bar okay 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 let me read it. So Andre Anders, uh, you know, lost to Munez via armbar round one. And uh, I don't know why that jujitsu, that jujitsu, that's what it is. Both of them uh, black belts. And that it was a jujitsu night. I was loving it. So next, we, we they stepped out of jujitsu for a little bit. Uh, Jay Wright versus uh, Silva. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the uh prelims stepping outside of the early prelims now we in the prelims and that was a round round one tko like uh he clipped him i think it was uh clipped him with a uh a, a cross 
mm-hmm. and just went in for the kill after that. Uh, he saw him, he saw him uh, stumbling a little bit, and then that's when he went in for the kill. Mm-hmm. Silver got the W. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he was, he's one of those guys that's kind of like putting away those up and coming guys, mm-hmm. the ones that they have high expectations for, you know. But what do you think about that? Just so on Silver's part, sharp, powerful. Um, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's really hard when a fight ends that quickly. It's really hard to to really see a game plan. You don't really start to see a game plan come into fruition until mm-hmm. maybe mid to late first round and then on and so forth. But he looks sharp. He looked powerful. But like you said, it's one of those up and coming guys. Um, somebody I felt like this is how, this was the assignment. He mm-hmm. understood the assignment and he exactly. did the only thing that he was supposed to do in that moment. So um, next thing for me is I just want to see him against, you know what I'm saying, more established, more proven guys. Exactly. Eventually we'll start getting into the rankings and then see what he looks like from there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think just like a lot of guys, like I think uh, they they get guys in the in UFC and they're already established and mm-hmm. – have skills, uh, great skill sets. So they just have to come in, get their feet wet, and they have to see what w- what their competition level is. But unfortunately, sometimes guys, they just some guys got to get knocked out in the process. Right, right. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Like, right. It's part of the game. <laughs> it's literally part of the game. Yep. Speaking of yeah. knocked out in the process, Augusto Sakai. Versus Ty Tuivasa. Ty Can we stop sleeping on Ty? Can we huh? stop sleeping on Ty now? Come no. on, UFC. It's hey. time to put some numbers next to my man name. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's time. It's time for him to get it's that time now, man. It's, it's, it's time. absolutely time. So What I saw was just more Ty being Ty. Like, he don't switch up his game plan. He not going in there looking to wrestle. I know they ain't changed anything yet because it's still saying... uh He unranked? No, it's still saying... uh Amanda Nunez. No, we not no, no. You're not gonna make me relive that before I have to. No, <laughs> they, no. Like I was saying, <laughs> more tie being tied. Um, like I said, he's not looking to jujitsu. He's not looking to get no ground game. He's not looking to wrestle. My man's not looking to play with you. He's coming for your chin, and he literally does the same thing to everybody. So, put some numbers next to my man's name. Put some respect on his name. Exactly. And again, and you and look. UFC 4 or UFC 5, the next UFC that drop, y'all need to have a shooting animation in there because we haven't seen it yep, enough. Because Sakai is 11. So you can only He's gotta imagine. He got to be ranked. So, ranked so you know, we, they just trying to get the numbers together where they going to put them. Solid uh, 14, 15. That's just, that's no, just if you beat an 11, if you beat 11, come on. They got they got to do something. I mean, I figured he should have been ranked by now, so I'm not gonna give UFC this credit of looking at things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know but but so at the same time, if you fight unranked 14. guys, then like you're not gonna get in the rankings by just fighting guys that's unranked. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now he's fighting. Uh, he in a, you know, the ranked area. So now it's time to put him up there. Yeah, top fifteen. Man. Let's go. Top fifteen, shit. He might be ten. He might be. They might put him in. They might. Would, nah, 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 nah. If that was the case, bro. I wouldn't be mad at it if that was the I, case. I wouldn't be mad either, shit. But he definitely got that second round KO. He looked clean on the boxing. I think he threw a, a few leg kicks. I was, I was like, okay, all right, keeping it moving, keeping it mobile. Uh, Sakai, 
uh, he looked fresh. Towards the end of the first round, I felt like it was a drop-off where uh, Tatu Ivasa was, uh, got his timing down. So after that, when the second round started, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, it's probably going to yeah. be, it's probably going to end this round. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think he's one of the ones that's leveling out to his competition level too. Mm-hmm. But I think he's having fun with it. But now I think he's about to he's about to have to start getting a little bit more serious. Yeah, he's for sure. Start getting more. Have to, and I don't think he called nobody out. He didn't want to call nobody out. But if you don't want to call nobody out, that is your time. Literally, like you could say you having fun and all this, but like that call out is the difference between you getting this amount of money next fight mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. amount of money mm-hmm. next fight so and yep. if it's not about the money and you're just having fun so no no somebody we gotta eat you know what i'm saying we gotta eat so we gotta we gotta uh get hungry yeah. it's like if after this big w tied to bosses just know like there's guys that that want you now yeah so it's just like you yeah. don't gotta call nobody out but start calling from the top yeah Shoot your shot, bro. As like, high as you feel. And this and this is what's next for me. <clears throat> and this and this will see this this will show me his evolution. Now I want to see him against somebody or fighters that can take a punch. Exactly. That's going to take him into the later seconds, early thirds. Yes. And then eventually, once he gets to that level, the championship rounds. Now mm-hmm. I want to see your cardio. Now I want to see. Okay, plan A and B didn't work. Do you yep. have a plan C? Are you able to take it to jujitsu if you need huh. to? Are you able to wrestle if you need to? Because you're not just going to be able to walk through everybody that you face from now on. People got more, like, the more and more you fight, the more and more you knock guys out, the more and more tape you're putting down. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The more and more you're giving people to study. Bama's going to start figuring out what you want to do, how you like to set up your knockouts, how you like to start fights out, and now Bama's gonna start dragging you to the water. Yep. Now Bama's gonna start taking you to the mat. So that's why I want to see evolution-wise the next step for Ty to Ibasa. That's for me. Facts. So speaking of evolution, Pedro Munoz versus Dominic Cruz. Vintage Cruz or nah? Or nah? The movement wasn't there, but like the hands were. <laughs> the movement wasn't there, but the hands were. Crying about DC uh, calling a fight. Uh, maybe I think it helped his narrative a little bit. I think yeah. it helped his narrative. Um, yeah. Because him speaking up on that made them tighten up on their equality on calling the fights. And uh, But I think they were getting a little bit uh, lenient towards Munoz once Dominic Cruz started winning. But um, I don't know. I think Dominic Cruz capitalized on Pedro Munoz. Mm-hmm. At this time, where, you know, I thought I thought he was going to be fighting, you know, I, I was cool with it at the time, you right? Know? But I just, but after watching it, it made me think back. It's just like Pedro Munoz's last few fights. It's just like, oh, okay, they, mm-hmm. that makes sense why Dominic Cruz took this fight because Dominic Cruz is in the right now. It seemed like he's in the the business of taking the best guys that he could get, mm-hmm. like. I'm sure he wants Cody Garbrandt next. I'm sure he wants Cody Garbrandt, but I know he's not looking at a Rob Font, which is what I would want to see. Like, yeah. because like, I'm not, I'm not about to sell, I'm not about to sell Dominic Cruz short and say that he's not good. Right. I know right. he's, he's a little whiny sometimes, but at the same right. time, like 
he is an intelligent individual and uh he's very analytical and you know i i can respect anybody who's analytical because uh, uh there's facts based behind the things that you're saying or right. facts you think <laughs> sometimes you know sometimes you be a little off sometimes but yeah. yeah either way he's a good he's a good player uh, and a respectable uh you know fighter so i think that he just needs to fight up a few more you know mm-hmm. maybe get a Marab fight going if if you know if he think that's one that's good for him or Rob mm-hmm. Font because Rob Font just coming off of L so it's just like that will put Rob Font right back up in that talk a little, a little bit by a, a dominant performance over dominant Cruz so this is my thing with and Cruz. vice versa my thing is okay so I'm you know what I'm saying I'm gonna step out on them I'm gonna just take my I'm talk my shit mm-hmm Okay, I don't really see easy. Dominic. I don't really see Dominic Cruz being a champion again at 135. I'm sorry, it's just too many dogs at the top, and Dominic Cruz is too is is on the older side. So if you wanna, if you wanna just take these fights just to keep yourself fresh or keep yourself relevant, that's fine. But like, what's the point, bro? Like, what are, what are we? What's the end goal here? What are we aiming towards? Because like you said, if you if you want that belt, then the next fight you need to take should be Rob Font. You know what I'm saying? Or, yep. or another, or San Hagen, or another one of those guys that's in that top five of that 135 round. You, I don't want to see you fighting 10s. I don't want to see you fighting no 11s. Like, come on, bro. Like, if you're not going to take this serious, then step to the side and let somebody else do their thing who's up and coming and hungry. Like, you, your name is already etched in legacy, the first 135 champ. You know what I'm saying? You are Dominic Cruz. That name rings bells throughout UFC. So now it's like, all right, bro, if you want to make another run at the title, cool. Let's start taking some fights that say that. If not, backseat it, bro. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, just just say that. If you don't want the belt, just say that. Just say that, bro. There's there's guys (laughs) out here that's trying to get the belt. And, you know, they literally scratching and itching. They even made a whole nother belt because guys wanted the belt so bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like shit like it's is 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 serious in band of weight right now yeah, so you, yeah. you can't be trying to inch and scratch because them guys is gonna they're gonna call a shot over you and you're yes. like gosh how is this person over me they was just number 13 like so please take it in consideration like right. we are we are 100 percent. if you get a good dominant w shoot up yeah, <laughs> Shoot you up. dominate you dominate somebody like Rob Font. Now, cool, your name back in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And Rob Font, right, vice versa. Vice I versa. think that's because, yep. like, he beat Cody uh, Garbrandt, and you know that took him up a little bit, but that wasn't mm-hmm. to them. That wasn't as respectable yeah. enough. Yeah. So now you got to take a legend out. You take a legend out. We can't nobody take that away from you. But real shit. Remember, I told you, uh, uh Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, Rob Font fight. Uh, that is something that should should happen based on you know two guys that's really trying to get back in the picture. Right, right. So, um, just just noted that. So let's get back to the no cap recap. Uh, Josh Emmett versus mm-hmm. Dan Eads. Josh Emmett got the W, unanimous decision. Okay. Which mm, 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 that's what I, that's how I was mm, feeling about mm, it. Uh, <laughs> Like we'll, unanimous we'll put a question mark for that one. Yeah, we're gonna put a little question mark on that one. But yeah. at the same time, the reason why I, I say that is because this was like the first time that you've seen Josh Emmett really in danger. Like mm-hmm. you've seen him take a few shots before, but Dan Eads was really piecing him up, 
mm-hmm. on the ground. Mm-hmm. He was getting dominant positions on the ground. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, it's really a fucking problem. You feel me? Like, I didn't I didn't think it was like that. Because, like, for me, I always knew John, uh, Josh Emmett it was still leveling out to his competition level. Right. So, right. but at the same time, he was dominating guys. So Dan Eazel was, was, was a test for real. And uh, like someday I just want them, I feel like I need them to run it back. Like, but I know it ain't, won't be, it's not a point, but like, I just think that's a great matchup. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Dan Eaz, he, he deserves another fight. Like, yeah, I, I don't think in, this in fight the up, in the up direct In the up direction. Yeah, I definitely don't think this fight set him back. This fight didn't do him this justice. So exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I he he showed better, you know, he, yeah. than than it just being a loss. Unanimous decision. Right. That's like, hmm. Judges, right. which y'all right. which y'all talking about? What are we on right now? For real. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the main card. We made it to the main card, bro. And we starting <laughs> off. With the Pavia versus Sean Sugar Show, cause he showed some shit. Okay, so my man got some respect on his name now. Oh, motherfucking Madly. All right, so we gonna, we gonna, cause I, I was saying it, I was just like, he's leveling up to his competition level. Pavia uh-huh. is a, a, a beast, great striker. Yes. And if he yes. got past the first round, it would have been a long night for, for Sean O'Malley. Uh-huh. Sean O'Malley uh just kind of like just let him show everything. Yeah. Like he had that upper hand with uh guys wanting to knock him out bad. Right, right. So right, right. Javier has a great ground game and he pretty much abandoned that to because he got he got lost. He got lost in the sauce. He got lost mm-hmm. in the he got mesmerized in the, the boxing because mm-hmm. it's this man that's tagging him and he's not tagging him back. So it's ego, like ego, ego check. That took an ego hit right there. And, and Pavia didn't get enough time to get to the second round for his coaches mm-hmm. to slap the fuck out of him. <laughs> like nigga, take it to the ground. Take Facts. it to the ground. Yeah. So uh Sean O'Malley did his thing, danced, and earned a lot of respect. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. now, now it's just like if you take anything under Pavia, then mm, we, you going like you you got the respect, but like let's keep going up. Like you know right. you still leveling out to your competition level. You talking shit to all these guys. You might mm-hmm. fuck around get a title shot just all fucking clout. Jorge Masvidal got a fucking title shot. He got when he got close enough. So just right. but like we said, bantamweight. Them dudes will get it's you. Will, will fight you on site. Yeah, it's <laughs> trouble bring, up there. They'll bring a Herb Dean to a restaurant. <laughs> That's how hungry they are. Quick, they try to get quick, their W. <laughs> quick. But no, I mean for me, for me, it was it was simple. Um, I just wanted Sean to come in and do his thing. Um cra- crazy powerful hands. But he's another he's another one like Ty though. Like, I want to see you now. I want to see the next phase of your game. Like when you do come across that fighter who's going to drag you to the ground or walk through. Cause he's he's one of the best boxers in the UFC, not just the 135 division, but I just want to see once, once, once we, once we drag you to that twelve feet. You know what I'm saying, where you at? Where's the jujitsu? Where's the sprawling? Yeah. Where's the wrestling? Yeah. Like, where you at you, with that? You know what I'm saying? Because to be a champion, you have to be well versed in all facets of mm-hmm. mixed martial arts, unless you're a heavyweight. Heavyweight, you could be a, a big, massive banger, 
and that be the only calling card of your career and you'll be successful. Mm -hmm. And plus that, that championship chin. Plus that championship chin. Yeah. So um, shout out to him. I knew, and see, that's the thing about Sean. It's like, if he gets you to the point where it becomes a question of when is the finish, he's going to finish you because Sugar Show is one of the best finishers mm. in, in UFC. He stays patient. He stays calculated. I don't know if you noticed it, which I'm sure you did, but when when it, a lot of guys, when when Pat went rowling, when he got down to them deep waters and O'Malley was rushing them, you see a lot of guys throwing wild, uncalculated shots. He was very accurate, and he was also mixing in the body as well. I loved how he was still tagging the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. During the finish, so I'm I'm just like it's next for me. What's next? I'm not gonna. We all know what Sugar Show can do. And like you said, and I started to agree because I've gone back and I've done my research. He's definitely fought down to his competition. Absolutely. Nobody's pushed him other than Cheeto. But I, I still but that's what I'm give, saying now. I still can't give B, I still can't give Cheeto Vera that, that dub because Slim had a broken leg. So now I'm like, nope, run it back. Bro, that's run it a back. loss. That's still no, a loss. No, this is what no. I'm saying. This what, that, and that's what I was just about to say. That's the point that I was going to make. The Sugar Show has like a dark cloud over every win that he gets until he until faces uh, that, right? until he faces uh, Tito Vera again. Yeah. So it's just like this win was cool, but uh, when you gonna see Cheeto? When you gonna see Cheeto? Like exactly. So and, and I think that's when you can be able to really say, okay, I'm in the rankings. Like you could be, you could be number fucking six. You can go yeah. number six, and yeah. you still gonna have that Cheeto cloud over your head. Yeah. So either way, he might as well just go ahead and get that out the way early because Cheeto's getting better. Yeah, <laughs> he's, that, he's that, getting better. Like that. you might want to get that now, but I think Cheeto will get him again, and I think Cheeto will take it to the ground and finish him on the ground. So like, mark this. You know, yeah. Yeah. just know. So that's the game plan. All right. Next, we got. Kai Kara France versus Cody Garbrandt. Cody. 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 Bye. Just what bye, you mean, bro. bye? Bye, what? bro. Like, I had so much faith in you, bro. First of all, I thought you was taking a cop out by moving down to 125. You thought yeah. you were going to go down there and bully them because you saw 135 was past you. But then you went down to 125 and got beat like you were still in 135, bro. It's time for you to go, bro. Like, strike force it. You know, Bellator, something, bro. Like, get yourself back up, get your confidence back up, cause your head's not there, bro. Yeah. It's not, it's not there. Yeah, you came in there, you came in there too, too calm to be too going calm. down, to to be going down and wait. Like, like that's why Kakar France had that energy. Like, yeah. that's like you, like you gonna come down and try to like you going a little boy shit. That's okay. disrespectful. Okay, that's disrespectful. bet. Say less. Yeah. And then he yeah. KO'd him in the first round. Yep. Like you lost all that weight to lose more weight. To get dropped, <laughs> just, to, to, just to take just to take that weight off, <laughs> take that weight off your feet. Like fact. that, that is that. Like I don't know what was next for uh, Garbrandt, but Kyle France, he calling out. He want big shots. He want big shots. He want championship shit, and that's what I see. Like he his yeah. his like he wanted them ones. Like yeah. like every division got a sleeper, and I didn't really know who the flyweight sleeper was. Right, I know now. You know, you think it's, it's Kyle France. Kyle okay. France is, is the flyweight sleeper. And do I got to put the definition for the sleeper? That means that on any given night or day, 
he will beat the champ. He he could he yeah. could take that belt home. <laughs> yeah, he, could, he yeah, is yeah. at that level. Like a yeah, lot of yeah. guys are not sleepers. Like you know what I'm saying. They might get lucky, but no. Right. I'm saying maybe out of two out of two, he might win two. <laughs> you know what okay. I'm saying? Because he has that dominant. He's well rounded. That dominant ground game. He has mm-hmm. those hands, and mm-hmm. at the same time, he's patient. Don't yeah. blink. He was he was he was patient waiting for Garbrandt to Garbrandt, and then that's when he did, and that's when he capitalized on that. Yes. All right, bro. Talk to you, bro. All right, bro. Be safe. All right, bro. Like that, I'm going to talk about Real One Infinity. That's a brand of quality knit, quality fashion, quality wear. Just for you, Real One Infinity. All right. So, are we? Are we? So you get you get. We about to get into the no cap recap. The rest of the no cap recap for UFC two sec two six nine. I thought that it would be a great idea to bring my lovely wife along uh, on this on this part of the this part of the show. You know, we're in the middle of Kwanzaa. It's very it's a family vibe. So we're just gonna finish up the no cap recap for UFC two six nine, and then we're gonna get into the next show with uh, Derek Lewis and Dawkins. Stay locked in with us. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. Let's get it. That's what my glow up in lightning. Hot yeah, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's a science, apply it. Worst come to worst, tried it. Get a bag, get inspired. Shoot your shot, it's the effort I admire. You're hired, ain't looking for friends at this point. My circle is small as a point. Yeah, I'd rather send the invoice. I could have stayed anonymous. You could have stayed anonymous. No. We got B on the show. If y'all don't mm-hmm. know, now you know we got Queen B on the show. She's gonna try to do all that, but I'm just I'm excited that you're here. Thank you for pulling up. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the that's my ace. We got <laughs> So uh, you, jump you think I should keep this. my hair up or damn? Oh my god! See, I'm trying to get into the no cap into that. No, we already hot. We already hot. Oh my god! Right, I just see, leave it. See, I, right. I was like, all right, okay, wow, that started. That that was great so far. <laughs> and then you just, don't right. do that. Amanda Nunez versus Juliana Pena. Uh, first, I just want to say shout out to the champ and new uh, Juliana Pena. Uh, she came out with the round two submission rear naked choke it was uh something i wasn't expecting i almost was about to put money on amanda nunez just to you know just i was just that confident but at the same time Mm -hmm. i was like i was like they allowed this to happen too easy like Mm -hmm. like even though it took a lot of time for it to happen like they were consistent on this happening because they knew they saw something in, in juliana Pena. i didn't see it i didn't know (laughs) <laughs> this is just like her first fight back so that's why i wouldn't i wouldn't really expect for her to really go off the way she did she she came in there she showed a championship chin and she really uh put amanda nunez on her heels yeah she had a plan she said she was gonna be all up in her face and that's what she did and that got her the w i i i is that's always easier said than done though that's what it is like a lot of a lot of women that amanda nunez face 
had the same idea, you know, like like Mike Mike Tyson says, like you know, you, your game plan will change once you get punched mm-hmm. in the face. It's like everything changes once you get punched in the face. But I didn't expect for it to go. You know, she really showed. She displayed that that grappling, that level mm-hmm. of grappling, and the thing about it, like. I just can't dismiss that she just stood in the pocket and just banged. Like she, she did. just and, <laughs> and she was able to take those hits too. That's another thing. If she, she wasn't was able to take more. those hits, yeah. But I'm sure she went over that in her training camp too. I'm sure she has some heavy hitters working with her so she can withstand that storm to get the submission in the second round. That's all she got her tired, took her back, and it was easy. It it went it went very quick. Once she got to the back, when she got her tired, so yeah, so I'm saying, I was about to say, and, and we experienced that in jujitsu. Like you were just talking about how uh, this blue belt was all over you, and you just just waited for her to tire out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let her exhaust herself. Yep. That's exactly what happened. I did a whole lot of hand fighting with her, and she would try to make a move in, and I stayed close to her. She was trying to make the distance. Nope, I'm gonna be right here, right in your face. So then it worked to my advantage. Yep. So this is something new for the Bantamweight division. And now I'm just surprised how Amanda Nunes came down off of the women's pound from pound list so fast. Like mm-hmm. after all she did, all the title defenses, they quickly took her down. Like, and then I think it was Shevchenko or somebody, but I don't know. You know, I don't want to. No matter what, let's get into it. It's right here. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? So I'm about to say, don't think she ain't at home working. Women, she she know what she want to be. Oh yeah, that's women's pound for pound. Yes, Valentina Shevchenko, and then it's uh, Rose Thug Rose, and then it's Amanda mm. Nunes. So it's just like she came down just off of one loss that fast after uh, Rose already took a loss prior i think rose had uh taken a loss and valentina shevchenko she has you know she's been doing her thing for real Mm -hmm. that that makes sense a little bit but at the same time how how fast it it changed for her from one to three that's weird to me and uh women's band and weight is juliana pena and amanda nunez is number one did her pena did her homework and I think it's easier to do your homework and easier to say you don't watch people fight. But when you hit that magnitude and you're trying to go after a belt, you have to watch people fight. You have to you have to know what their weaknesses are. You have to infiltrate them to take them down. And, that, and I think that's what she did. She noticed that Amanda was keeping people at distance and not getting too close. And she ran a show. And so once you interface and you get a little, a little worried, just like uh, Kamara Usman, same thing. DC oh. called that. DC called it. He said, if you get in his face and and not let him run the show, you get him a little bit worried, and that's how you get him off his toes. And when that was happening in, that, in his last fight, he started stumbling, and it started looking real bad for him real fast. So I think a lot of this is they're used to running the show, controlling the narrative. So if they don't have that chance to be in control, then they don't know what else to do, because I don't think they practice their defense as often as they should because they're they're up here they think I don't have to work on anything when you should always be working and so but I think that's what Amanda Nunez is going to do she's going to get back in there work on the things she need to work on and come back stronger 
for sure. For sure. That's and, and with that Camaro thing is it's like uh it it almost like you can you you see Camaro have to reset every time he gets mm-hmm. you no know, touched up and somebody's in his face. All right, gotta reset. All right, all right, gotta reset. Yep. Touched up a little yeah. bit. All right, gotta reset, gotta reset. And it seems like in between those reset moments, it seems like it's so many moments to capitalize on. And a lot of people don't do that. They don't but it seemed like Kobe was doing that. He was kind of breaking through that, you know, just mm-hmm. bits and pieces. But you know, he still came like came out with the. He didn't want to go in. He didn't want to go in too much because uh, he know the power that Usman holds, yeah. just like Amanda Nunez. So you have to be able to bob and weave if you're gonna get in in close contact. Otherwise, you just this gonna be lights out for you yeah. real fast. So, it, but it was a complete disregard for Amanda Nunez' power. She like she, she was not worried about her power. That's that's what would just blows my mind. Like you just walked in there like that and just just but stood it on it all right it hey. worked hey so i'm just saying like for the these other women in in the bantamweight division you have to move around <laughs> you have to move, to move around and and we have to acknowledge as well that amanda nunez went down and wait to fight mm. her yeah so we like that's something that a lot of people ain't really put out there as much but mm. you know when you're a champ and you want to go get belts in different weight weight classes you got to, you know, be able to defend those belts in those weight classes, despite uh, the downfalls or, you know, the the pros that come with uh, losing weight or gaining weight. So yeah. that's, I guess, that's that, championship. That just shit. happened with Cody, though, because that he tried to do the same point. thing. And, and that dude, he was like, nah, nah, the speed's still the same over here. So you're going to have to work a little bit faster. We don't care that you a uh, formal champ. None of that matters because it's a little bit different over here. And that's kind of the same ball game. You can't, you're not going to be able to master all divisions. I mean, you can stick to one, but it might get a little bit boring. You might want to move around and just learn a couple of things. But don't think it's going to always work out in your favor just because you went down an upper weight class. There's people True. with their natural weight, just they've been dealing with this their entire life or fighting with this and and working with this same weight and this is exactly two fights prior to that yep it was yeah fights prior and shout out to kakar france he just continues to go through i think he's in the same camp as izzy so like you know he's getting like good training on that side like they got guys i would hope so dan Dan hooker and you know it's it's a bunch of guys over there that work Mm -hmm. uh but cody garbrandt like we were just talking about it we was like i don't know what what happens with him next but we gotta get to this charles Oliveira versus dustin poirier but no i i appreciated that because that like that makes so much sense and i, I like how you connected it back like, you mm-hmm. nice with this see i know see so so intelligent and <laughs> what what let's keep it moving let's go what because i ain't trying to just be all Char- pre- pressed and be like Oliveira, oh you yeah. so beautiful because i be want to say that look at all you. right oh, okay okay stuff. charles Oliveira, right, he right, maintained right. it he maintained it he got the w uh i was a little concerned i didn't think dustin was gonna win i'm gonna be completely honest uh i think charles is another beast he he has uh different areas he's uh well-rounded and so when you are well-rounded you have more weapons in the chamber dustin I'm not going to say that about him. He's great. He's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's well-rounded to, to be a champ right now, especially with Charles sitting in that seat. I think he has a lot a lot of areas he needs to work on. As, as far as power, yeah, he has the power. He has the quickness, but Charles was unmatched. See, I think, I think 
uh, Dustin Poirier is like he's very uh, like well rounded. I think th- that night I don't think he really displayed it in the mm-hmm. sense of like Charles Oliveira makes his stand up melt into his jujitsu. So it's almost like he could be standing up with you and you throw the wrong punch. The next thing you know, you're going to take down and he got your back You in top turtle. Like, so it's just like, it just happens that quick. So it's just like, take your back. but that night, Dustin Poirier forgot that he was a black belt. A he did. And I pointed belt. that out every, every time they went to the ground, it was like, Dustin was scared. I'm like, y'all both black belts. Like, <laughs> remember what you're supposed to do. He kind of nah. just forgot. And I think he didn't want to be on the ground with him in the first place because he knew that was a losing game for him because that's one man you don't want on your back. He's going to finish you. But it, it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a lowly old white belt, but if I feel like if somebody, <laughs> if somebody's, <laughs> if somebody, if if they say, hey, he's a, a black belt, he does jujitsu too. Okay. I like, I know I have like some type of knowledge in that. So that, that don't mean you just going to straight up expose me and I'm mm. going to lose a championship based off that. No, I'm closer to the fundamentals. And that's where these guys miss out every time. Like, it's almost like Poirier was so far away from the fundamentals that he was laying mm. it in closed guard for yeah. a large portion of the time. Like, for what? Like, to avoid shots? No, Poirier can take a punch. So, it, it just, to me, it's just he like... He was avoiding the submission. He knew. Oliveira, to me, it was like he was right on his body everywhere he needed to be mm-hmm. because he is super long. So, I can, like, get you from any angle. And I think that was what he was afraid of because Dustin, he's a little bit more stocky and not, not lean as Charles. So, he had, to me, he had the advantage on the ground because he can move through small spaces better than Dustin can. And that's where he knew he had the advantage. Yeah, but it, it's just like in a championship fight, you got to, uh, they talked about Charles Oliveira having uh, like a, a give up spirit. Like he get to a certain point where he he don't, he'll just give up. But like, in a mm. sense, that's where it, it seems like for Poirier, like if that, if you're just trying to stay safe in a championship fight, it, no, like the time is going, time is still going on. And it's just like, if he's on the ground with you, no, it, you have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Be, just being there is not going to happen because. And he while, was just being there. <laughs> like, like, he was just there. While you're I was being like, he ain't going to do nothing. He's thinking about 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Like those, those ways of getting you submitted are adding up as you sit there. Mm-hmm. Like sitting in closed guard. Like he's just thinking about ways. And while he's doing that, he's, he's punching and and throwing ground strikes so it's just like i don't know what happened i don't know what he happened. got out I, cardio that's what happened he ooh, got out cardio that was he was factor. so tired yeah remember they were for the first round he was throwing them shots he they were landing too he was doing a lot of landing and he stumbled Charles a couple times but hey that cardio caught up with him because he was exhausted and then second round i believe they spent a lot of time on the ground and he just went back in for the finishing third round. Yeah. I don't know why uh, Charles, Oliveira, Charles Oliveira always has to get, like, his almost his ass kicked to the point of losing to really come back. Like, I don't know what it is. He got to realize what he's fighting for. Sometimes I think I, it's the underestimation, too, so you don't know which level to bring. I think that that's usually an issue. So it's just a field of testing it out for the first round, and he saw he was getting his ass kicked, and that immediately switched around. Yeah, so. and he had to – maintain his game plan he had to adjust yeah but i was i was still surprised with Oliveira uh 
standing up with Dustin Poirier, even though, like, to me, Dustin Poirier is, like, one of the best boxers in uh, the UFC, to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, Charles Oliveira was kind of standing up there, and it's almost like, I think just that thought of him being fearful of the takedown just made his diminished Dustin Poirier's boxing to mm-hmm. Charles Oliveira's level. Like, that's what it, 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 it seemed like. That's why he was able to just stand up with Poirier because Poirier always had this thought in the back of his mind of the takedown's coming, the takedown's coming. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just think, shout out to Charles Oliveira. I think he could do it again with uh, Justin Gaethje because I think Justin Gaethje would be the next Yeah, he's not ready. Justin, I'm, I'm Justin sorry. Gaethje. But Justin Gaethje is one of those ones that's just like, he's swinging for the fences. Like Dustin Poirier is going to tap, tap you up, tap, tap you up, hit you hard. And he's no. he gonna break you down slow. Uh Geechee, mm-hmm. I think he's just gonna he's trying to one he's gonna wear you down with leg kicks, which Dustin Poirier was landing a lot of leg kicks on Oliveira. Mm-hmm. So but Justin Justin Gaethje's leg kicks are different. So I I don't know. They are different, but I think he leaves a lot of openings whenever he does go for the powerful punches. He he's he he's left wide open. Yeah. And I think Charles will capitalize on that quick. I think if it was a five round, I think maybe it'll make it the second round. It's not going to go very far. Um, I got my money on Charles. He's he not ready. He's not ready yet. You got, he, you he got has, be honest. You got your money on Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's what you got your not, money on. No, no, no. no. no I, I, saw, I saw him fight. And I think it's, com- like like I said, you have to be more well-rounded. You need to have mm-hmm. more weapons in yeah. the chamber. You can't just have this, these two things. Yeah, they'll work sometimes or a majority of the time. They're not going to work all the times. You have to be able to uh, adapt and adjust as much as you can, especially with these different fighters and different styles. And I think mm-hmm. he does not have a chance. He does not stand a chance. Ooh, so hot take for Justin Gaethje. And I'm rooting, you know, I'm rooting <laughs> for... I'm rooting for him, but that ain't gonna be a win. He gonna get. I'm yeah. sorry, it's not. It's it's not. Yeah, He's not ready yet. Yeah, it's not there yet. I don't know. I think uh, a lot of times you can get see a fighter and you don't think that's gonna happen, but the determination. But I I see I see his ground game. Uh, Oliver's ground game is as stifling as somewhat similar to Khabib. Like he he made sure he's super heavy. He, but he's not like Khabib. Khabib is more heavy. Oliver's mm-hmm. more so sticky. Like I think mm. is is more so is is different where he just hooks on to different things and then next thing you know you're in an armbar. I agree with Charles Oliveira beating uh, Justin Gaethje. I think that's why Dana don't want to really force the fight to happen so <laughs> fast. I'm about to he say really he's just gonna keep defending his. Yep, <laughs> he's just gonna keep defending his belt and he's gonna be there for a long time if it does end up happening like that. But I think he wants to just let him you know just sit for a little bit, maybe give that. Uh, the other fight that they want, who was it that he no, was the last uh, he time? Was, uh, Oliveira was recently on Twitter calling out Connor McGregor. Ooh, why? That's what I'm saying. Like, why? Like, but, why? but because he won his bag too. I guess. <laughs> Boy, he got, like, got the, the trilogy bag. Like, <laughs> but it's like Connor, his, was, his, stock, was, his stocks went down. Exactly. His stock went down. You would just be doing it for the money and not for the title of the belt. What is it? What's the point? What's the point? All right, let's just keep it moving. There's other noble people you can fight and yeah. who actually matter versus somebody who's irrelevant. Yeah, give Connor some time to to you know see if he actually is still like an actual contender. 
But a lot yeah, of guys, he might go back a lot to of guys Boston. don't. But a lot of guys don't want to see that first. They want to get their bag first. So that's what it is. It's just like if he, oh, they just if, trying to get the money off of the yeah, name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, like that's because that's what it. Mm-hmm. That's what it would be essentially. That's what Poirier did all this time. That's why Poirier kept double backing, triple backing. You know, he wasn't really mad at that man. No, like he couldn't really be mad at a man as way he lower. He said that man is a scumbag, though. I think it was more of he just wanted to beat his ass type thing. You can it, say it that. Just, Okay, beat his ass for a, a badass a nice bag. Yeah, a nice a, bag. A big but bag. But it's like, it, I think it gets to the point where Connor does a great job of instigating. He, I think he does a lot of that. He says the right things to get a lot of fire up on the people that don't need to be there. It's just all yeah. talk, though. All talk and no show. Yeah. So, I mean, you can keep falling for it, but there's going to be plenty of those but, out there. Yeah, I'm just saying, he just opening up his options. That's the wild thing about it. but he'll need to waste his time you can get an injury and then and now it's not worth it so it's like do you really want to fight him i don't think you should i don't think it's worth your time honestly be on a bigger and better yeah they want to they want to get that bigger and better bag though that that's the only thing that's that's (laughs) what i'm saying like it will be those things that will conflict and like you'll be like why are they fighting why is this happening like Kamaru Usman and uh Jorge Masvidal, that happened because of that was a bag move. Jorge, he, I think Kamaru squeezed out that last little bit of of you know uh, star power that Jorge had, you know. But hey, we got to we got to shut it down because we got into the ones that we see. That's how I know it's gonna be a good show. I love talking to you. You know that. I do. <laughs> see, she, I told you she was cocking y'all I told y'all see she be trying to act like don't do that that's why I use the heat as a sword cause keep the peace as a boy they go keys for you say please that's one please don't need no one that's two please don't leave that's three four if you do